this summer. Find out what happens when people invest their money into crypto, but then all of a sudden, it comes crashing down. Well, that's what happened recently in the world of crypto. And who knows about that? Not me. Hey guys, Adam Ray. Welcome back to What the Heck is Crypto? Say what up to Steven. What's up, guys? Steven, if you could tone down your enthusiasm, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> we are uh, back for more What the Heck is Crypto? Because there's been some developments. And uh, since Batman can't handle it, because he's uh, a bitch, more of an Iron Man guy myself. No, I do love Batman. Um, but uh, but he, he doesn't know crypto more than me. I don't think anyone does except for Steven. And that's why this show exists, because he's an expert and I'm a dummy uh, about crypto and about like where the best beans are to get it in like <laughs> Napa. But my forte is putting myself around people that know what is up. And nobody knows more about what's up in the world of crypto, especially uh, recently, Stephen. And you, uh, you hit me up before the show started. First of all, how are you? I'm doing well. Yeah. Have Good you week. Good weekend. Yeah, it was a great weekend. What do you do on the weekend? You know, it depends. Sometimes I uh, just just play my piano a lot. You play Sometimes piano I go out on a on a bender. Yeah, you see it back there. Dude, do you ever come home from a bender like Jason Siegel from Forgetting Sarah Marshall and just drunkenly play Muppet Show themes? Uh, yeah, all the time, actually. Oh, man. All right. Well, we got to, that'll be a, a travel episode where we go around um, and uh, maybe try to, you know, even poll uh, the patrons of the bar and see where their crypto knowledge resides. I look forward to that. Who's your favorite piano player? And then we'll uh, shift gears here. Uh, dead or alive? Great question. Also, Muppet or cartoon? Add that to the, <laughs> to the mix. I'll go first. Ralph the dog, Ben Folds, Elton John, and not in that order. Oof. I mean, I was always more of a, uh, was it Fonzie the bear? Did you say Fonzie the bear? Fonzie, right? Fonzie? Right, let's, let's move on. Guys, <laughs> today's app is going to be uh, exciting, exhilarating. And as you can tell from that hefty sip that Steven just took, a little boozy. No, that was a Mountain Dew Code Red, I think. All right, so there's a, there was a crash, right? Is that, uh, again... I, you're going to have to break this down for me, but it sounds like, and I was feeling rumblings and hearing, uh, you know, uh, just little tidbits of people being like, and then it just fucking happened. So where are we right now in the world of crypto? And is it, is it going to be over or am I jumping to conclusions? Yeah. So, I mean, we, we started this show kind of in the process of the crash, right? right. We've been, we've been crashing for six or seven months at this point it's been a real real fun year uh recently a couple of weeks ago we had a really big dump everything like really went to hell right. uh and this is this has been everything right everything in the global markets stocks especially the down. stocks really took a took a hit yeah 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 and and so you're saying this of, wouldn't this wouldn't be a good time to to invest in um i don't know only fans or DeBaby, you know, the rapper DeBaby. I've, I've heard of DeBaby. The cashmail side wouldn't, girl. Would, I feel wouldn't, like. Wouldn't say I'm a huge fan. Me neither. But I feel like her stock is rising as crypto is dropping. And I don't I think those two, I'm not saying they're related, but. So why did this happen? Just because the ebbs and flows of the financial world or, or is there always one thing you can pinpoint and be like, one guy hit a button and fucked it all up. Dr. Evil style. 
I mean, it, it's funny you say that because that's actually kind of what happened. Wow. Yeah. Is this show like, going to be me being like, is this what happened? And then you're like, actually, yeah, dude. And then I'm like, okay, maybe I'm a fucking genius. It is. It's just you slowly realizing <laughs> that you have uh, superpowers, I think. <laughs> okay, but break it down for real. But yeah, I mean, so for the last decade, right, we've had this kind of world where everything goes up. I don't know if you noticed, but you yes. know, we had stonks only go up. Yes. Dave Portnoy was a day trader. And all of that was because of a uh, policy of the Fed. Mm-hmm. You know what the Fed is? Mm-hmm. Federal Reserve, mm-hmm. Jay Powell. And, and, and they basically have effectively a button where they, they make the interest rate go up or interest rate go down. And they kept the interest rate like all the way down for a very long time, uh, lower than the, it would be in like the kind of normal free market, you know? And then on top of that, during COVID, they also helicopter dropped like trillions of dollars of, of free money. So everything went up, especially like really dumb stuff. Like all the, the stupid things went up. Not, we, we didn't like invest in oil production or, or anything like that. We, we bought um, JPEGs and we, we made a AMC stock go to the moon and all this other dumb, uh, dumb crap. Uh, so the Fed basically ended the party. They said, we're, we're moving the rates up. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're tightening now. We're pulling money out of the system instead of dumping it into the system. Wow. And now basically the sky's falling and everything uh, stock related is sort of going down. And everybody's kind of realizing now that uh, crypto is not really its own thing. It's sort of just a, uh, it's like a high leverage bet on stocks. When stocks go up, crypto goes way up. And when stocks go down, crypto goes way down. Mm. And we're, we're sort of in the midst of this very painful uh, deleveraging worldwide right now. So pretty much anything you hold other than oil, you know, commodities and kind of stuff that nobody actually owns, but probably should, uh, you're, you're just getting wrecked right now. You're getting absolutely wrecked. Yeah. I think if, unless you have uh, like Magic the Gathering probably isn't taking a a hit on this, right? I, <laughs> I have know. heard that the the Pokemon market's pretty pretty down too. Really, yeah. All the all the collectible stuff. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. Pokemon Go was not, you know, there's no way that was going to stand the test of time. Once the first guy like walked off a bridge chasing a Balbazar or whatever they're called, which by the way, <laughs> it's almost like you know, there's certain ways where you go. It sucks that we, you know, when when tragic. Uh, but yet hilarious deaths like that occur where you're like, Ooh, <laughs> no one wants to walk off a bridge, but also like you're a crow man and you were looking for fictional characters. Um, it's like when I used to live in an apartment complex and my uh, landlord was like, Hey, you can't have pool toys in the pool. And I was like, Roxanne, she was actually like, no pool toys in the pool. And, and uh, she was a sweet Polish lady. And I go, Roxanne, if I, fall off a target pool chair and drown. That's how it was supposed to go. Um, I, miss, I miss Pokemon Go. It was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. It was a pre-crypto time, which is kind of the way people are going to start, you know, uh, relating to these types of uh, monumental occurrences when these crash. I'll be honest. I felt like in my bare min knowledge of this world, I was like, oh, I just feel like, a big bomb's coming at some point because people are riding so high and acting like they're invincible and their shit don't stink. Is it, is it kind of um, premature to, to say that like, Oh, it was, 
bound to happen this quick or was it uh again just like things can only be uh be that sweet you know for so long i think everybody who's like a really smart investor kind of realized that all the things you were taught when you grew up like oh you buy a stock because of discounted cash flows or some sort of profit like that all it all went out the window really smart people sort of just realized oh it's just a big it's a big liquidity trade when the guy at the fed pushes the the go button you just you just hop on for the ride and and everybody who's smart kind of knew what was up right they knew they knew it was up they knew it was a big game of musical chairs mm. and the, the the goal was to just ride that and hop off the ride at the right time but a lot of people after a while you know you keep making money it only goes up you start thinking you're a you're a genius your your uber driver quits to become a day trader um, the founder of Barstool starts live streaming stock trading, you know, in wow. retrospect, there's like a lot of kind of obvious signs that something was probably about to, cause people were explode. just getting ahead of themselves on huh? and thinking they were just, you know, transitioning into the easy life. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you ever spent any time on uh, investing TikTok. No, it's kind of like the greatest collection of all the worst financial advice you've ever seen in your life where, you know, kids are teaching you how to, uh, mortgage your house and buy dog coins and do all the, just the worst things in, in doing so in a completely not ironic fashion. No, I watch, uh, I watch a lot of kids falling off bikes or, um, you know, mukbang videos, like, you know, my 600 pound life <laughs> cast members slamming some Panda Express or soldiers coming home <laughs> early to surprise their kids at school. Those are my favorite videos where like there's a kid playing the trombone and his dad's back you know, in a bobcat suit and you're just like, Caleb, turn around. That's not, that's not a bobcat. That's your dad. You're in for two surprises. Your dad's back from Iraq early and he's a bobcat now. That's if I'm really high and I can't tell that, that it's not a real animal. But yeah, I think that when we all are guilty of this, by the way, of just getting into something new that you feel like, and you know, you're at the, uh, the top of the food chain as far as understanding all this. So you probably were one of those people that could see something like this coming um was there could there have been signs for people to go oh the people in my world are talking less about it or people are uh you know taking their money out of it or not I, i'm seeing these message boards or these groups i'm in there's just like a uh, a slowdown of engagement like would that be a sign like if this happens again to like look out for or do you just kind of gotta you know jump in and uh you know, it's almost like if you're afraid to swim, but you're like, but you're, you know, it's hot. You want to get a cool down and you're like, I can't worry about if there's sharks in that pool, you know? I think we talked about it a little bit last time. The, the uh, idea of uh, staying in your lane yes. and know thyself, right? Yeah. Like you want to play in the space. You got to be humble enough to kind of admit that you don't know anything. Right. Yes. And that means you have to take fewer risks. You got to buy the safer, boring stuff. Right. Because crypto is a nasty thing, man. I mean, Bitcoin's wrecked right now, right? It's down like 60%. But there's already stuff down like 95%. And being down 95% is a lot worse than being down 60%. And then Bitcoin will go back up. Some of this stuff that's down 95%, that might never go back up. So you're like, you're, you're permanently broke if you, if you buy right. that, right? So you got you to know, know, know your lane, know thyself. You got to know where you sit on the sort of like information food chain, right? Like if you're getting your investment advice for, from TikTokers and you're buying coins that people are shilling to you on TikTok, you got to ask yourself, well, who's going to buy the coin 
from me, you mm-hmm. know, usually if you, you stop to think about it, you're like, wait a minute, I'm the, I'm the last guy in the, I'm the last guy in the pyramid here and I'm going to get left holding the bag. Um, but like people get caught up in the euphoria, you know, when things are just going up a million percent and everybody's partying and people are paying $2 million for pictures of rocks and just what? all the dumb. It- oh, you didn't hear about that? Is that an, is that an NFT? Yeah, there's an NFT called uh, Ether Rocks. It was this- uh, in, now, in, in NFT, the f- by the way, stands for non-fungible token, right? Very good, very good, yes. It's like a, it's like a online collectible that's purely digital. It kind of makes no sense to people at, at, you know, upon first glance, but once you kind of get it, you, you sort of get it a little bit. I had a teacher named Mrs. Watkins in the first grade, and there was a, uh, a kid named Wesley Smith. His middle name was Lee. So people would call him Wesley Lee Smith and he hated it because kids are assholes and they just find the simplest ways to just poke and prod at you. So we'd call him mm-hmm. Wesley Lee Smith. And uh, I remember he had like a bald spot on the back of his head and he said his dad put him in the microwave or something. Or the, uh, he said his dad put him in the oven, which looking back, the kid was pretty active, like overly active. So I think he, I digress, but he, he, he tooted a lot, right? So uh, Ms. Watkins threatened him to put up a no fart today sign NFT. So when NFTs popped off, I was like, <laughs> Oh, like, but now to tie into this, an NFT real quick tangent can be anything, right? It could be a text. It could be a fart. Stephanie Maddow is selling farts in jars. Those could be NFTs. Yeah. Yeah. If you could, uh, you could make like a video of it. Okay. Put so the video and then like make that the NFT. It typically has to be, linked to some sort of file, right? You want to have like an audio file or a video or an image, right? Something that you can kind of put on your Twitter profile because that's where everybody flexes them and is like, I'm, I'm richer than you, buy this for me. You know, it's kind of what it all is about at the moment, right. unfortunately. Right. But what should you be buying, by the way? The NFTs or anything. Any, let's, anything let's go with cool. NFTs first and then anything. Uh, NFTs, I highly recommend people buy nothing. Right now, yes. I think if you buy NFTs right now, you're absolutely suicidal because you're you're you're, you're buying something e- extraordinarily speculative in a market where there's like tons of insiders who have information that you don't, and you can't sell it if it goes down. And then to make matters worse, the thing you're buying is denominated in Ethereum or Solana, not even U.S. dollars, right? So even if you buy something for like one ETH and it doesn't go down. Well, if the price of ETH goes down 50%, well, you still lost half your money in dollars. So there's like four different ways where you can kind of get screwed right now. Yeah, I think I rented that in high school. Um, All right, so Ethereum, you broke it down to me last time. I forgot. But there's Ethereum 2, the new batch, is getting ready to go live on Testnet, which is... Yeah, so ETH ETH 2... Yeah, is an upgrade of the uh, OG Ethereum network. I don't. I don't know if we talked too much about ETH last time. We we, we, we touched dabbled. on it a little bit. I think yeah. we, we dabbled. We talked a lot about Bitcoin. Yeah. Right? Uh, ETH is sort of like the next evolution of Bitcoin. Um, so it's just like guy, so. This is the Facebook of the MySpace. Yeah, I think that's a good analogy. Although a lot of Bitcoiners probably get really mad if you say that. If you say it's Bitcoin's like, MySpace. Whoa. No, Bitcoin's awesome and it's going to a million and Ethereum sucks. That's like, Bitcoin well, that sounds like, like Tom, uh, that sounds like Tom very, from MySpace, by the way. Yeah, Tom he says was that like a when, lot. when Facebook popped off, he was just like, mm, there's no way Zuckerberg's going to get more friends than me. Yeah, I'm, fr- I'm friends with Barack Obama. 
in friend Tom Selleck. Yeah, Zuckerberg and Tom, I would love to see those guys celebrity deathmatch. Remember MTV celebrity deathmatch? Yes, I do. The claymation. I used to think, love that shit, actually. It was, the, it was incredible. Do you think that, like, do you think that Ethereum will be become, so you said n- number two is about to drop. Is it going to be so, um, I don't know, popular that Bitcoin just doesn't have a chance to make a comeback? Is that a thing? I think that ETH and Bitcoin are, are they're different, right? And if, you, if you're new to crypto, you're just like, oh, it's crypto. Right. But like Bitcoin to me is like, it's, it's like its own class of crypto that is never, ever going to get touched by anything else because nothing else can ever do what Bitcoin does because Bitcoin doesn't really try to do anything other than to be this like rock that never changes and is incorruptible. Right. Right. The downside of that is it, it doesn't really like innovate a lot or it doesn't want to do things that are risky. Right. That's why Ethereum came along because people came out with this idea. They're like, wouldn't it be cool if we had Bitcoin, but it was like programmable and you could build like applications and stuff on top of it. Think of all the cool stuff we could do. Right. And the Bitcoiners were like, no, absolutely not. That's going to like expose this protocol to being hacked. And like, we're, we're not, we're not going to, we're not going to do any of that shit. So that's why people got together, created Ethereum, which is basically like, it's kind of like the Apple app store of crypto in a, mm. in a particular way. It's a sort of like platform that anybody can come and like launch their own applications on top of And you can do all this wild stuff with it. Like NFTs are like a thing that was built originally sort of, I guess they're originally on other places, but popularized on NFTs. Like they are tokens on Ethereum. A lot of the coins that people talk about, they're actually tokens built on Ethereum. So it's this sort of like base layer that's trying to be kind of like the new internet, the new supercomputer for for all of humanity, right? So ETH2 um, is is probably the biggest deal in all of crypto, I think. Like if you're trying to learn about crypto like this is the biggest narrative i think that exists for the next couple of years mm. uh what it's doing is it's it's upgrading the network from uh, proof of work which is what we talked about with bitcoin last time where you have these miners just like kind of burning electricity and guessing numbers to kind of like make the blocks and and secure the network um that is being switched over to something called proof of stake um Proof of stake is a, a totally different way of like securing the network where you don't have like all these miners burning electricity anymore. Um, instead, you have people basically sort of like locking up money. Like if, if, you, if you're a validator on the network, the, uh, the, the, the people who sort of like make the network run, validate transactions and stuff, how, how it works is you, you basically stake ETH, right? And if you sort of do something bad, the network literally like slashes your ETH and takes money from you. So the network's secured by people like vouching for their own, you know, uh, non-evilness by, by staking their money. But right. the, the, the reason why this is good is because it, 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 there's two things. Like one, it really fits into the environmental narrative a lot better. Like Bitcoin gets a ton of hate because it burns like insane amounts of electricity. Right. right now, I, I would argue it's not wasting it, but regardless of what I think, there's a perception that we're in this world right now. We get climate change. We got we're short on energy, short on all this stuff, and now you get this like internet money just burning enough energy to you know more than many small countries, right? Yep. Yep. So Ethereum two basically gets rid of all of that. There's no no more like 
one one thousandth or even less of the energy burn now because you're not doing these calculations anymore. Now it's just purely people running computers or like like my laptop, right? Like I could be a part of the network just using my laptop. So it's the equivalent power of just like having my laptop on. It's no big deal. Um, the other thing that's really huge about ETH2 is it changes the, the, the tokenomics of the network. It changes like how the Ethereum token like actually has value, right? Because right. when people buy crypto, you, you, people buy crypto because they want number to go up, right? That's, that's, what, that's what we want. A lot of people are like, oh no, I really believe in Cardano and it's the future. But like people are trying to get rich. What is Cardano? Cardano is sort of like a Ethereum competitor. There's all these Ethereum competitors that are trying to do the kind of like programmable money layer where people can kind of build stuff on. He sounds uh, like Cardano's. Some like, he sounds like a, like a King Koopa knockoff for Super Mario Brothers, but he's like not trying to kill Super Mario. He's just trying to like close every Buca de Beppo <laughs> in Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> you know, like an Italian mafia gangster that's like evil, but not really. He just has like vendettas that are like more, more grudges than vendettas. All right. You should, so that's, uh, well, you should see the founder of, uh, you should see the founder of Cardano. That doesn't fit into that at all. He's just this strange looking guy who like farms in Africa or something. And he's, I love he's kind of a meme. I love that. Hey, I think if you, if you get turned into a meme in 2022 for better or for worse, you're doing something right. Let's hope we uh, achieve meme status someday. Dude, if I had a meme, you would just be, it would be you smiling with your, your fucking handsome shit eating grin at a, <laughs> at a piano with some, with an open wrapper of Taco Bell and uh, some gushers drizzled over it. And the oh, meme would be, I, the meme would be, gushers. me too. The meme would be, uh, it's two o'clock somewhere. <laughs> All right. Maybe, maybe Taco Bell give us a little sponsorship, eh? Dude, Taco Bell's always looking to be more involved in the zeitgeist. They put out different commercials every other day. It's always, but it's always like new, it's different iterations. It's like the new cheesy gordita crunch wrap. And then two days later, it's like the new gordita crunch cheesy wrap. And you're like, isn't that? And they're like, shut up. You're like, okay. You ever go to Taco Bell and just order like 50 things and then they give it to you and they're like, all right, $289. You're like, $289? Like, no, $2.89. This isn't real food. And you go, ah, that's right. And I drove here under the influence. Just kidding, guys. Take an Uber. Um, eat. Ethereum 2. Did, did everything of, I just say to you sound like Chinese? I'm trying to calibrate myself. No, here. no, no, no. I'm, I'm <laughs> following pretty well. I do want to, we ended on you, the Cardano and people, you saying be, people believing in that. Uh, it's not the case because it's, you buy something because you want it to grow in value and then you make more money, right? That's why, that's why you're doing as much research as you can on. Yeah. What's, what do I want to say here? Coins, tokens. What do I want to say? You're doing as re much research Coins, on tokens. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, uh, and then hoping that what you roll the dice on, um, you know, transpires into fruitful income, right? That's the whole name yeah. of the game. And I, I think this is like an important concept for people to grasp too, right? Because when you, when you buy a stock, right, everybody is like, oh, I buy a stock. It's got cash flow. The number goes up because the company makes profit in the future, right? right. It's not really how it works in crypto, right? Because some, so like some tokens, they just, it's just like a greater fool theory thing. Like it's just a token and the price goes up because more people want to buy it and right. the price goes down because more people want to sell it. So right. most everything in crypto is like that, where it's just like 
this thing that doesn't necessarily do anything or accrue any value. So a lot of crypto is just tokenized memes, right? And the price goes up when the mimetic value of that com community is just really pushing it and shilling it. And then it goes down when everything kind of collapses because it's not tied to anything. And that's what makes like Ethereum really interesting because there's like an actual economic use case for the Ether token, right? Gotcha. To do anything on the Ethereum network, to send money, to use an application, to launch an application, what, whatever, you have to use Ethereum or Ether really is the, the, the network is Ethereum. The token that is used on it is Ether. Gotcha. It's sort of like, it, it's, it's literally called gas, right? And that's a good analogy because it, it's, it's fuel to do anything, right? So the more people use the network, the more people need ETH to do stuff, the more people need ETH to do stuff, the more demand, and then the more demand price goes up, right? What's big about ETH too is that because mining is going away, because they're getting rid of proof of work, most every coin in crypto has like very high inflation. They like create new coins on a regular basis to incentivize people to secure the network. ETH2 is going to basically cut that issuance by like, I think like 90 or 95%, like something crazy. So okay. at like every day, I think like 20, $25 million or something, it might even be more than that, of ETH gets dumped on the market every single day because it's getting created out of thin air to secure the network. After ETH2, that, that goes away. That's gone, right? So all that sell pressure is gone. And on top of that, the Ethereum network, when you pay for Ether to do something, right? Like I want to send you tokens, so I pay ETH for gas. The network burns that. It just, it just goes away. So you're going to be left now with this, this network where you have a token where the issuance is down 90%. And also every day, like it's just getting burned and burned and burned and burned. So there's going to be like less and less and less and less ETH over time, more and more and more usage over time as people want to do stuff, trade NFTs, play games. And that could translate eventually into like an, just like an insane explosion in the price. Now, right now we're just in this like terrible environment where nobody wants to touch anything and nothing right. is going to escape just markets going to hell. But like, this is actually maybe like an incredible opportunity, like long-term for people at some point now or in the next, you know, six months or so to maybe get into something that is just like tr truly insane. I mean, I I'm like a very big uh, Ethereum bull. It's by far and away my, my, my favorite thing. And what I always recommend people buy who want to take like a little more risk on than Bitcoin. Cause I'm uh, nearing a point where, you know, I'll be 40 in two weeks. And I feel like, you know, I, my high school yearbook quote was, you know, thanks mom. Thanks dad. You know, wherever you are. And, um, we'll insert some laughter there. You, you being <laughs> silent makes that moment feel sadder than it was. Um, that was a joke. <laughs> Uh, but, um, you know, I wanted to buy Ethereum by 40 something. So I got two weeks to, and this is a pod exclusive. What the heck is crypto? Well, we're about to find out in the world of Adam Ray, because I'm purchasing something on my 40th birthday and I need your help, Steve. So, um, you know, I think in the next episode, we'll probably break down what that is and how I'm going to get there. Little tease, got some time to think about it, but is it almost safe to say that you said like the way with just supply and demand and the more people needing gas and things going up, like the way that a video will make 
the forefront or the front page of something for TikTok or IG because of the people that are seeing it? There's an algorithm kind of involved too, or is it? Is there somebody sitting behind a desk being like, I like that token. Let's, that's going to be the thing. Like, let's make that go up. Is there a puppet master or is it just all fucking up to, is it like truly user generated and people like, I guess what I'm asking is, is there somebody behind the fucking desk, Matt Lauer style, that's just got a button and he's uh, not like the Lauer button. That button was obviously, you know, creepy. Matt Lauer made Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget look like Mother Teresa. And that's a t-shirt. And that's an NFT, and that's what I'm going to buy. We'll be right back. We'll keep it right here. Steve, who's behind it? I guess is what I'm asking. Is there a puppet master, or is it all just happening by happenstance? I think what you're saying is actually kind of true in a lot of stuff, right? Cool. Like, the, the majority of crypto, the majority of NFTs, like, the, the vast majority of the space, there are sort of these, like, insiders who hold things and have information that you don't and control a lot of the money, and they can kind of do what they want with the price, right? And a lot of these coins, like, they have their own built-in marketing because once somebody buys something, they become, like, emotionally attached to it, and then they right. want the price to go up. So you get this, like, kind of built-in shill army that will just always say good things about you. And anytime anybody goes on Twitter and says bad things about your coin or bad things about your JPEG, the, the army comes and they all, they all like threaten to lynch you. And it's yeah. just like, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just pretty, pretty nasty. It, it can create the impression for people who don't know what's going on. They're like, Oh, this thing must be great. Cause all these people are talking about it. All these people are talking about it right. constantly. Right now it's something like Bitcoin, right? it's so big and nobody really controls Bitcoin because it was just sort of set into the world and anybody could mine it. It doesn't have like a founder, right? But some of these coins literally have founders. They're almost like just unregulated tech startups where mm -hmm. a bunch of people have a lot of coins and they want the number to go up and they want to sell those coins, right? So there's a lot of dynamics in there. And like, like, I, like I've said, like most people don't know how to navigate those dynamics and like, especially towards the end of like a bull market, you buy into that. And then suddenly you wake up one day and you're down like 80% and you're saying to yourself, Oh my God, what have I done? What is this thing that I own? And then suddenly people are like, what is, what does this do? Is what, what does this even do? I, I don't know. What do you, what does this do? And like right. most, most people just buy things cause they, they like the name or they saw a meme that they liked or like somebody on YouTube told them it was good. And then once the price goes down, you start being like, uh, is this is this good tech? Is this going to be around? Mm. What about crypto regulation? I know that's becoming um, something that's, I guess, going to come out this year, right? That could change the industry. Um, yeah, the way, like today, the actually, we had a bit of a drop. There's a draft of a new bill released. I know uh, Senator Loomis has been pushing it. She's a she's a big Bitcoin holder. A lot of people are worried, actually that the Bitcoiners have kind of grabbed a hold of the people in government um, and they're sort of going to influence them to basically call every other coin uh, like an unregistered security. Like this is kind of like the big worry of, of people in crypto is to have your coin called like an unregistered security because yeah. then like if you're like Coinbase, right? The SEC goes to you and they go, hey, you got 50 unregistered securities listed on your exchange. You got to mm -hmm. get rid of those. And then mm -hmm. suddenly everybody delists all these coins. And then 
the price tanks because nobody can trade it. Everybody in the U.S. has to sell it. Like corporations can't hold it. All yeah. these funds, and it, it it could be like pretty crazy for for the industry, depending on where the SEC decides to go with this stuff. And 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 like people should know that like if you if you buy anything other than Bitcoin, like the, Bitcoin is almost a hundred percent considered like. Uh, basically a commodity it's right, right under the jurisdiction of the the commodities exchange right cool. which is a totally different regulatory framework um but every other crypto could be considered a security and if you're a security then you have to do all this compliance stuff you got to submit these forms you got to register these things and if you don't then you basically just go bye-bye in the U.S. and the U.S. is a huge part of the market. So if you lose the U.S. market, your your, your coin's going down in price. Um, I think Ethereum is almost certainly safe. I think it's slightly at risk, but I think most everything else like could like have a lot of pain coming its way if this legislation actually ends up going through sometime in the next year, year and a half probably, because mm-hmm. stuff moves slowly. So that, that's just like another thing you have to worry about as like an, an investor. If like that wasn't on the top of your mind, like it, it needs to be like, you don't want to get rug pulled by the U S government. You wake up one day and like, there's a big candle on the, on the chart going down negative 40%. You're like, what the hell happened? And it's cause <laughs> you know, Senator Cruz decided to, to nuke your coin. It's no fun. Yeah. Well that, you know, that sounds like something he would do. And I'm not saying I'm not a, a Ted, Cruz fan, but I'm, I'm also saying just that. No, he seems like a great guy. Do you think there are politicians that are illegally fucking with uh, crypto um, and Ethereum the same way that like Tim Donaghy was uh, betting on NBA games while he was refing them? Do you think some of these <laughs> officials, the way that they're, you know, tied in with lobbyists and, you know, I mean, even just look at the current situation with the NRA, right? There's got to be, you know, people that are doing certain things for their own personal interest. And uh, I mean, that that's something that'll never go away, especially in this country, right? There's probably, fuck man, who's to say that Lionel Richie, you know, didn't put 50 grand on who was going to win American Idol? That motherfucker knew probably three weeks before that shit was going to be announced, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you have to be pretty naive to think there's not some shenanigans yeah. going on behind the scene. It's It's a little weird with Bitcoin, right? Because it's really bad if you're a senator and you're like, I think everybody should buy Apple stock and you own Apple stock. Like that's a pretty severe, like you might well, go like, to jail, bad thing to do. Yeah. I mean, like case in point, you know, last, uh, what, when was it? I probably July of when COVID first dropped, <laughs> dropped like it was a fucking follow-up album from Dre. It was a, uh, hydrochloroquine is apparently the way to go. Everyone's saying it's Tylenol PM or Benadryl, but it's hydrochloroquine. I can't even say it right. Do you think, Alan, do you think if you point your wiener towards the sun, COVID can, <laughs> the sun can suck COVID out of your wiener? So many great sound bites from that era. Uh, but, you know, same, uh, same issue at hand, pushing things that, that uh, you believe in because you want to uh, reap the benefits. I don't know. That's the one thing that did, add to my trepidation about even jumping into this world was like, oof, I don't know enough about it. And I'm my skeptical level or skeptics level. Um, my level of skepticism. There it is. Hey, weed, uh, can, um, cannot be fucked with when I 
I think you, the, the more skeptical you are is because you're more uh, uneducated about whatever it is you're trying to be a part of uh, because you're just, you know, timid and, and afraid, um, which is probably what they pitched before they pitched naked and afraid. They're like, how about timid and afraid? And they're like, hey, Brian, that's pretty much the same word, dude. And he's like, all right, how about buck naked and afraid? Go on. Why don't we take off the butt? Because it's assumed if you're naked, your butt's already out. And then they put it on TV. And my dad has not missed an episode. Um, so what, uh, what is, how do you look out for like, you know, trends or tokens, things that you might want to be a part of that you could go, uh, oh, this looks like there's going to be some, uh, some dirty hands touching this world. And I don't want to, I don't want to get fucked. I think for Bitcoin, actually, it's, it's more of a feature than a bug. Like this is a thing that Bitcoiners tout as like a benefit of Bitcoin is that it sort of like works its way into the hands of politicians and institutions and funds and eventually like these players who are actually powerful. And then because these powerful players have Bitcoin, they become incentivized to pass like pro Bitcoin legislation, even maybe legislation that's like actually anti other coins, which is maybe bad for the space, but probably bullish for, for Bitcoin because you're, you're right. killing off a lot of the other uh, competition or you're forcing a lot of the passive money to, to invest only in that one asset, right? I think right. that's actually like a good bull case for Bitcoin for the next like five, 10 years. Like if like some legislation happens, right? And like Fidelity and Vanguard and all these big like kind of financial institutions that get into crypto, but the law basically only allows them to offer Bitcoin. Look, well, that could be like insane for the price because anybody, the same type of people who want to buy the stock index and like, oh, I'll buy crypto. But that basically means they're just going to buy crypto, uh, buy Bitcoin and all this money flows into, in, in, into to, to one coin. So I think, I think if you want to buy Bitcoin, I think it's actually the, it's like the, it's like the opposite, you know, um, it, it's, it's good. It's good for you. Um, but if you want to buy a, Avalanche or Solana or our buddy Cardano or any of the other thousand things. It's, it's, it's a, it's a big risk, you know? And I, I like that you're skeptical. It's, it's really good to be skeptical in this space. Um, a lot of people are really delusional. I, I'm a skeptical bull. Like I'm very bullish, but I also like have just, you know, lost my ass so many times that like, I just, I just know that there are bad things lurking around every corner, you know? Right. Yeah, well, that's why you got to get Citizens app because it lets you know when there's a guy in a tree dressed as Jack Sparrow holding a sword. And you're like, dude, I was about to go get my Postmates, so thanks for the heads up. I, I am skeptical. I'm also an impulse buyer. I'm also very trusting. It's like if I met you on the street or in a dive bar or a glory hole, like I would definitely, <laughs> like, I'd definitely go, all right, this guy knows what he's talking about, and he makes me want to be a part of this world. Um, just like, you know, Ariel from The Little Mermaid, she wanted to be a part of the world. And it was this world. People don't know. She was ahead of her time. She wanted to be a part of crypto. But um, I don't know. I, I just, I think you, when it comes to money, I'm a little more skeptical. But again, I'm an impulse buyer, but like not with this type of stuff. I mean, if do, I you, got, what, do you own, what, like, do you own stocks? Like, what, what do you invest in? I'm curious. Yeah, so my, um, my stepdad was a uh, VP at Merrill Lynch and Morgan Stanley and now retired, but he's, still kind of helping me with that stuff and has a, a team that he was working that was working under him that's kind of handling that and they can be updates on stuff but they just kind of they'll check in and be like hey is it cool if we do this and i'm like yeah so far they haven't fucked up royally so 
That's a plus. To, yeah. Yes. So you just stuff, got some money so, in the market. You don't look at it yeah, a lot. It doesn't no. like pain you, you know? No, it's, I mean, it sounds I, nice. It's, it's grows, but then, and then sometimes we take a hit and then sometimes I got to take it out. And, uh, the whole money's, um, what is it? A dollar saved is a dollar earned. Is that what it is? No money, more money, more problems. What the fuck? What is it? It's one of those. Uh, bo- both Akuna true. Matata. Yeah. Akuna Matata is what I lead with. I'm just like, dude, I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. So put it all on, you know, put it all on magenta. And they're like, that's not even an option on the roulette table, man. And I'm like, well, it should be. I'm going to go pass out in the corner and shadow box in the gift shop. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we learned a lot today and we didn't learn everything because we want this podcast to go for a while. So I'm asking as many questions as I think you can handle. But I do uh, look forward to, to getting more knowledge in the coming weeks so that you can help me figure out what to purchase here. Um, because that's, it'd be, we'd be idiotic to not capitalize on our own involvements in this. And, and I'd be uh, a dumb dumb to not uh, take advantage of having such insight, you know? I look forward to uh, getting your feet wet there. Oh, don't, think be I fun. Like, don't think I like the way you said that. But we'll end on that note because uh, the way Steve... <laughs> If you can get your your co-host to say something creepy about your feet, then you know the pod is just about over. Guys, thanks for listening. Steve just winked. You couldn't see it, but I could. Um, and, And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.